Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sniffin' Lines with Hunter Mickles. This is your boy, Hunter Mickles. And let me tell you guys, we got football this weekend. I am so excited, so excited for this season to officially, officially start. It's a f- finally a full weekend of college football. We don't just get teased a little bit with seven games. We got a full weekend of it. Everybody's playing. I can't I can't even explain how excited I am for it. Um, we got a jam-packed episode today. Uh, we're going to be talking locks of the week. The little, the little segment that I'm adding in here. I got five of my dear friends that sent in their three locks of the week, including including my own. I'm getting in on the competition. I have other bets that are on my board that I think I really like. I'm just not putting them in the locks of the week, but I still really like these. I just have, I have so many plays on this board that I love. I can't fit them all in my three locks. So I got to put, I'll just put them on, put them as uh, something I won't consider a lock, but plays I really love. And then we're going to be previewing the 2023 season for my dear Arkansas Razorbacks, you know, my second favorite college football team right behind the Iowa Hawkeyes. I mean, it's only right. I previewed Iowa in the last episode. I might as well preview Arkansas in this one. It's going to be my last preview of the preseason episodes. Um, I'm excited to get into it. And we're actually going to flip it up. I usually preview as the last segment in the episode. I'm going to preview it first. I'm going to jump right into it. I think Arkansas's best case scenario this year is 10 10 and 2. Um that I think their two losses they could have at LSU and at Bama. I mean, I don't see them winning either of those games. I mean, they they have a four-week stretch where they play at LSU, neutral site against Texas A&M, at Ole Miss and at Alabama. That's that's brutal. The SEC uh screwed them over to put it lightly. Um that's that's horrendous. Now, worst case scenario, I see them going four and eight. Uh, like I said, a loss at LSU, uh, loss uh, at A and M, or uh, versus A and M, a loss at Ole Miss, a loss at Bama, a loss at Mississippi State, at Florida versus Auburn and versus Missouri. I could see them losing all of those games if uh, everything doesn't go well. So if let's say if um, the team just gets injured. KJ Jefferson doesn't stay healthy. Rocket Sanders doesn't stay stay healthy. Uh, I just I could see the season kind of going to shit for them. Now I believe the most likely record for Arkansas is probably eight and four. Um, I, I see them losing at LSU and at Bama for sure. Those are for sure two losses, and I see them losing probably two more times. In the neutral site against A&M, at Ole Miss, uh, Mississippi State at home, at Florida, Auburn at home, and Missouri at home. I, I don't see them dropping more than two of those games unless, like I said, the team doesn't stay healthy. So if they do stay healthy, I think most likely record is 8-4. and four. They just got a really tough schedule this season. I don't, I don't see them really doing a lot with that SEC schedule. It's kind of unfortunate. They kind of got screwed over, uh, to say the least. But like I said, the season all comes down to R.J. Jefferson. I mean, he's probably the most proven quarterback in the SEC this year. Uh, He he is very talented, very, very good quarterback. Rocket Sanders out of the backfield, he's a stud. 
He's been proven to be a stud. He Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, I'd say the main problem with Arkansas is they got a questionable secondary. That's what lost them a lot of games last year. Their defense just wasn't very good. Uh, I don't know if their secondary may, is going to be making the improvements they need to be good this year. They lost one of their safeties to injury last season in the first uh, in the first week against Cincinnati. That same safety transferred to Texas, so he's just out of the program. They lost their offensive coordinator Ken uh, Kendall Bryles to TCU, so it, it just all comes down to how how if they stay healthy and if this uh, defense made the improvements that they need to make in order to be good. It's simple as that. All right. Uh, moving on, let's let's jump into the week one locks, huh? Why not? We got. We'll start off with my picks. I'll do my three locks first, and then I'll go through everybody else's. Um, my number one lock: Western Kentucky minus twelve and a half versus USF. Uh, USF's defense just isn't good enough to make the needed stops. Um, their, their defense was really bad last year. I see it being very bad again. I believe their over-under win total is only 4.5, and, and it's actually plus money for over 4.5. So I, I like Western Kentucky to run away with this. I don't think USF's defense will, like I said, be able to make enough stops. Um, my number two, I have SMU minus 20.5 versus Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech... They looked bad last week, honestly, against Florida International. They did not look good. Their defense was okay, but it was against Florida International, you know. So I don't, I don't really know what their defense is going to look like. I think SMU can win their conference this season. They got a really good team. Um, they have a very good offense, and I think they'll take advantage of Louisiana Tech's, I think, bad defense. I don't think they have a good defense. Um, and then my last lock of the week. East Carolina at Michigan over 51 and a half. Now, I was thinking about this one. I did not really want to go with an over because of uh, that new running clock rule. I'm not a fan of it at all. But I could very well see Michigan scoring 52 on their own as long as they don't slowly move the ball down the field. So I'm going to need Michigan to have a couple big plays, a couple 50-yard plays, and have a couple quick scoring drives. And if they want to, give East Carolina 7 to 14 points. If they give East Carolina 14 points, I don't think there's a way in hell this bet doesn't hit. I think Michigan, like I said, could put up 52 on their own uh, as long as they get a couple big plays out of their offense. Or who knows, maybe even a scoring play out of their defense. That would be big. Defense or special teams, that'd be big time. Um, so uh, my three locks, Western Kentucky minus 12 and a half, SMU minus 20 and a half, and East Carolina at Michigan over 51 and a half. Moving on, first up on the board, CJ, my, my good buddy CJ Mickles. His first lock of the week, Miami, Florida, minus 17 and a half versus Miami, Ohio. He didn't give an explanation on it, on any of his picks actually, but Mario Cristobal's second season, we'll, we'll see how he does. Uh, he, they might want to come out firing. So he's got Miami, Florida, minus 17.5. Second, Texas minus 35.5 at home versus Rice. Um, I I like this pick. I think Texas is going to put up a lot of points. I don't 
I don't see Rice scoring many points on Texas as well. So Texas minus 35 and a half. And then he has San Jose State plus 16 and a half at home versus Oregon State. I think Oregon State's going to be damn good this season, but San Jose State's got a good offense. I don't know how good Oregon State's defense is going to be, so I, I like this pick as well. So his three, Miami, Florida, minus 17 and a half. Texas, minus 35 and a half. And San Jose State, plus 16 and a half. Moving on, we got my good buddy Nick Ryder. He's one of the fellas that sent in the hot take the other night. Um, I, I put him in here because I think he, he knows college football really well. We'll see how he does, you know. I think I think at the end of this, everybody's going to be sending me some money. We, we got a little friendly cash wager on all this, by the way. But I think everybody will be sending me some money at the end of this season. Anyways, my buddy Nick, he's got Utah minus four and a half versus Florida. Uh, he got it in at minus six and a half, but it's really only fair, uh, especially if people have the same picks, to have everybody have the same spread. Otherwise, it's just not really fair to the people that send them in earlier compared to later. So what the spread is at the recording of the podcast is what we're going to go with for final spread. That, I think that's what makes the most sense. Uh, so Utah minus four and a half at home versus Florida. He thinks Utah's defense will keep Mertz in check. They won't, uh, Florida won't have the same performance as what they had last season with Anthony Richardson. Uh, just, he doesn't see that happening. Um, so he's got Utah minus four and a half. He's got North Carolina versus South Carolina under 64 and a half. Uh, he said it's just week one. He doesn't think offenses will be offenses will be very good. Uh, I'd have to agree with him, honestly. And with that new running clock, 64 and a half is a lot of points. Um, so UNC, South Carolina, under 64 and a half. And then South Alabama at Tulane, under 52 and a half. He's got a buddy that plays linebacker at South Alabama. He says he trusts him. That's, that's the only explanation he's got on this lock. So... I guess we trust his buddy that plays linebacker. So his three, Utah minus four and a half, UNC South Carolina under 64 and a half, and South Alabama at Tulane under 52 and a half. The fourth guy here picking is my cousin Tate. He's another one that sent in a couple hot takes the other night. We'll see how he does betting. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much he really bets, so we'll, we'll see about this. But... His first pick, Coastal Carolina plus 14.5 at UCLA. And he's got explanations on this pick. So this is what he has to say. He says, Grayson McCall getting full control under a new head coach. UCLA has a questionable defense. Looking for Coastal Carolina to be very balanced. He could even see them winning straight up. I don't agree with that last part. I think UCLA is going to have a good offense with Dante Moore. Um most likely being the starting quarterback out there. I think he's the best quarterback on that roster. I do not see Coastal Carolina winning this straight up like he says, but I do like his pick at plus 14 and a half. Uh, his number two pick, he's got Washington minus 14 and a half at home versus Boise State. Uh, he's the one that says he could see Washington making the college football playoff, so he says he's got to go with his college football playoff dark horse. He loves Michael Penix uh, to come out slinging, and just show how good a healthy Washington team is. I agree with him. I think Michael Penix will come out slinging the ball. Um, so Washington minus 14 and a half versus Boise State. And his third pick, 
Nebraska plus seven at Minnesota. Um, he thinks if Nebraska loses, it'll be a heartbreaker. So a close game. He says Matt Rule is a solid coach, and Nebraska has some talent this year. Uh, I agree with him. Um, I don't. I Nebraska always loses heartbreakers. Uh, that's. I feel like that's all you see them losing nowadays. Um, so he thinks he'll keep it within plus seven. So his three picks, Coastal Carolina plus 14 and a half at UCLA, Washington minus 14 and a half versus Boise State, and Nebraska plus seven at Minnesota. Then my buddy Blake Borman, he is my fourth weekly picker. He has Boise State plus 14 and a half at Washington. So there we go. We got a mix-up between Tate and Blake. So someone's not going to be perfect at the end of it. So Boise, plus 14 and a half at Washington. His explanation, free money. He's also got Oklahoma minus 35 versus Arkansas State. His explanation, free money. He's also got Fresno State plus four at Purdue. His explanation is uh, also free money. So that's all he gave me. Boise State plus 14 and a half, Oklahoma minus 35, and Fresno State plus four. And the sixth total picker, my fifth weekly guest picker, my buddy Jake Healy. Good guy, good guy. He's in Hawaii right now helping uh, rebuild the state. What a great guy, you know. Just He's giving him 20 bucks a beer. He's, he's doing his part rebuilding Hawaii to make it stronger and a better place. But his first pick, he's going with Tate. He's got Nebraska plus seven. Uh, he, he gave no explanation for it. He went to Nebraska for college uh, for a little bit, so I think he's a little kind of gay for him. Uh, so Nebraska plus seven. He's got LSU minus two and a half versus Florida State. Uh, his only explanation was uh, lock it in. Um, so there's that. And he also has Utah minus four and a half versus Florida tomorrow night, Thursday night. So that should be a that should be an interesting one. I'm kind of interested to see if Cam Rising will go or not. Uh, Kyle Whittingham, the head coach, said that they won't know until about 10 minutes before kickoff. I think that's a bunch of bull. I think they know right now whether or not he's going, and I think he will not be going. I don't think they're going to waste him on a meaningless out-of-conference game. I think they'll they know even if they lose against Florida if Cam Rising can make them go 11 and 0 to end the season with a Pac-12 championship they'll be in the playoffs. I also believe they think their third string quarterback cuz their second string quarterbacks out as well with the lacerated spleen. I think they believe their third string quarterback is good enough to uh take advantage of Florida's defense. Um so Healy has Nebraska plus seven, LSU minus two and a half, and Utah minus four and a half versus Florida. So there's uh, the six weekly pickers uh, picks for this week, or locks for this week. Um, we have a little competition. We're all putting some money on it, and at the end of the season, winner takes all. So we're playing for something. We're taking it a little serious, I believe. Um, so should be a lot of fun. And... Uh, to end this podcast, uh, we're gonna. I'm just gonna go over the rest of my picks, uh, the stuff that I'm not putting on my locks, just 
few other plays that I got because I love the board this weekend. Um, these are going to be my only official plays. So these are the only plays plus my locks that will count against my record. Um, so starting it off, I'm going against Blake's lock of the week. And I'm going with Arkansas State plus 36.5 at Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma's defense will shut down Arkansas State enough to win by 37. I, that's a lot of points. Um, I, I truly think Arkansas State can cover 36.5. Hell, they scored two touchdowns. That, that Hopefully that should be enough, especially with these new clock rules. you got to remember that. It's a lot of points. One long drive can really, really hurt a cover or a spread that big. Um, so Arkansas State plus 36.5 at Oklahoma. I have TCU minus 20.5 at home against Colorado. I don't think Colorado will be good or deep enough to stay within three scores. Chandler Morris, TCU's quarterback, is a damn good quarterback. He was going to be their starter last season until he got hurt against Colorado in the week one game. And as you know, Max Duggan took over, took TCU to the playoffs. I mean, good for him. But Chandler Morris, he's a good quarterback. I mean, he was he was going to start for that team last season. So TCU, they, they really they lost a lot of talent, but they, they still got a lot of talent there. And I don't think Colorado has enough to keep up with them. So TCU minus 20 and a half. Texas Tech minus 14 at Wyoming. I almost put this on my locks. I don't know how it's only a 14-point spread. I really don't. I think Joey McGuire and company will start off hot this season. I think, I mean, as you guys know, if you listen to the first episode, I got Texas Tech going to the Big 12 championship this year. I think they cover minus 14 against Wyoming quite easily. I don't think Wyoming will be that good this year. I think Texas Tech will be good. I'm bought in on Texas Tech and Joey McGuire. Um, so Texas Tech minus 14. I think they can win by three or four scores. Uh, moving on, we're going to Monday night. Clemson minus 12.5 at Duke. I think Garrett Riley turns this offense around. I think Cade Klubnick has a hell of a season. I think they start off hot at Duke. I don't. I, I, they know Duke's no walk in the park this season. I think they take him quite serious. And I think they go in there, and I think they might steamroll Duke. Uh, I think Clemson's going to be legit this year. So I think Garrett Riley's just that offensive coordinator they've been missing. Uh, Clemson minus 12.5 at Duke. Moving on, Louisville minus 7.5 at Georgia Tech. I think Louisville will be pretty good this season. Uh, Jeff Brom should help this team a lot. Uh, I, he, he came over from Purdue. You guys know what Purdue is like. They were a very run-and-shoot team. I think he kind of translates that to Louisville this season. I think Louisville has a very, very solid shot at going 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two this season just because their schedule is so bad. Um, but Georgia Tech's not very good. They lost Jeff Sims to Nebraska, um, their quarterback. So I think Louisville covers minus 7.5 pretty pretty easily, in my opinion. That That's Friday night, I believe. And then my last pick of the week. I really don't have much to say about this game, but I have Akron, Akron, however you say it, plus 10.5 at Temple. Um, it's basically two shit-stained offenses. Uh, should be very low scoring and should stay close. Simple as that. Uh, the offenses are just both very, very bad. I think Akron keeps it within 10 points for sure. So yeah, just expect a pretty shitty all-around game. And 
that's about it. So going over them again, Arkansas State plus 36.5 at Oklahoma. TCU minus 20.5 at home against Colorado. Texas Tech minus 14 at Wyoming. Clemson minus 12.5 at Duke. Louisville minus 7.5 at Georgia Tech. And Akron plus 10.5 at Temple. So that'll conclude episode four of season two for Sniffin' Lines. Um, I'm so excited, so excited for this season. Uh, I'm excited for this little segment that I'm doing. I think every week, or I'm going to try to every week get a weekly, a weekly guest picker on just to throw their locks in, and then I'll keep track throughout the season. Um, it'd just be nice to get more of my friends involved or more of my listeners involved. So if you guys are interested in that, just hit me up. We can do it on over Zoom or however. If you guys are around, we can record it in person as well. So, yeah, just uh, hit me up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this was Sniffin' Lines with Hunter Mickles, Season 2, Episode 4. Let's start this season betting hot, and let's just keep it keep it rolling. I'm excited. Again, thank you guys for listening. Peace.